Amen. I'm so excited to be here. Are you excited? Wasn't that awesome? God really displayed his splendor over there, huh? That was amazing. I could watch it all day, all night, over and over and over again. The old has gone. Everybody say it. The old has gone. The The new has come. The old has gone forever. You understand? When you walk out of this sanctuary, you're going to leave any remnants, any leftovers of old self. The old has gone forever. The new has come. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I want you to open your Bibles to Revelations chapter 21. Revelations chapter 21, starting at verse 1. You there? Amen? Revelations chapter 1. Starting at verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look. God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Everybody say forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making Everything new. Say everything new. And then he said to me, write this down. For what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Father, we thank you that you are here with us right now. And you are going to shake every old thing off of every person in this room, Lord. That you are going to anoint and empower every one of us, God, to arise up, God, in such a time as this, God, and shine and shine your light, God, wherever we go. Spirit of God, speak. Empower us to hear, understand. And walk in destiny. In Jesus' name. Amen. The old has what? The old has gone. The new has come. Forever. Not just here. While you're just worshiping and praying with everybody. Not just here. Forever. Everybody say forever. The old heaven, the old hurt had disappeared. Your old level has disappeared forever. Okay? Everybody say forever. Forever. Jesus is saying, I am making a new thing. 
You know, the theme from last night and this morning is the old versus new. Hmm? God has already broken each one of you into your new level, your new dispensation. You're waiting for your breakthrough? Wake up! God has already broken you into the new level. You're already there. You are already in your new dispensation. Everybody say dispensation. Dispensation is a divinely appointed order or age. It is the ordering of life and events by God. See, your new dispensation has new DNAs. It has a new order of life. The DNA of your new level does not, cannot, will not allow your old level ways. Hmm? Your thinking pattern has to change. Your thinking pattern, the things that you valued, the, 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 your actions, everything has to be new. It's a new order. It's a new dispensation. You understand? When I first moved to America when I was, what, 10 years old, I went to a new world. See, I only knew Korean. But I can't go up to an American kid and start speaking in Korean and get mad and upset that he doesn't understand me. Even as a 10-year-old, I knew I was in a new world who spoke different language, who valued different. I was shocked when my cousin, who is half Korean and half American, called his father by his name. Hey, Jim. I was like, blasphemy. What? And then when I saw my uncle take that leather belt out, I thought, where am I? It was a new world with new values, new language. But even as a 10-year-old, I didn't complain. I didn't go into disillusionment. God, I thought you were going to take me into a new level, but I still feel the same and nobody understands me. I don't feel belong. No. Even a 10-year-old knows when they have been taken into a new dispensation, to a new world. Hmm? But I don't feel it. You know, I am so excited in this new season. These past eight years, I was in my old level. I had to be patient. Pastor, I feel so rejected by you. You don't want, you, you, you spent, I saw you spending all those hours with her, but you didn't even call me. I'm here for you. I love you. Pastor, I I feel like I, I, blah, 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 blah. And then once, you know, we got under Pastor Daniels, we just go, no, son. But still with patience. No, son, you're loved. No, but in this new season, I get to be who I wanted to be all those years. All those times when they said, blah, 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 I wanted to say, snap out of it. Just stop. 
But no. Mm, yeah, I understand. I know it's hard. I love this new season because God clearly spoke to me. The grace has ran out. When I heard that, I got so excited. I emailed my whole leaders. The grace has just ran out. Is that theologically correct, Pastor? The grace has just ran out. You cannot be late anymore. You cannot be depressed anymore. The grace has just ran out for all that stuff. And then, of course, I had to qualify it by saying, the grace for your old level has ran out. But if you remain, if you hold on to that old grace... When it has ran out, you will not be able to enter into your new level grace. Hmm? Your new level grace. Last year when I was here in December, I know uh, Pastor Aaron told you in one of her preaching, I was in a funk, guys. Who was in my school of war missions? Half of you passed, half of you didn't. No, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Did you know during that time, November, December, January, I was in the worst funk. See, I don't know how to explain those, those months other than the funk. I was in my worst funk up to October. I, you know, I knew who I was. I have a father who tells me who I am. I have a husband who believes in me. And you know, anytime I could take the mic, I could call first time visitors out, prophesy, preach. I was confident. Once November came, all that confidence disappeared. I felt insecure. I couldn't prophesy. I didn't want to preach. There were a few times where I was supposed to preach and I told Benjamin, you take it. It was weird. I wasn't used to that. Growing up, I lived with insecurity. But God broke me off of that 10 years ago. And for me to re-experience something I've been delivered from, it was crazy. I didn't understand it. I didn't like it. But, of course, as the enemy always deceives us, somehow, someway, it's always my fault. Because it's never God's fault. Somehow, some way, it's my fault. And after three months, I went to Pastor Daniels. I didn't want to cry, but tears would just come down. Pastor Daniels, Pastor Diane, I'm in this funk. And I don't know how to get out of it. I tried everything I knew how, but I can't get out of it. And Pastor Daniel says, he just smiled. <laughs> he didn't even spend 10 minutes with me. Do you remember Pastor Daniels? He spent maybe three minutes with me. He just smiled. And I knew in my heart, oh, Pastor Daniels in his heart is saying, no, son. <laughs> but he didn't actually say those words. He said, you're not in a funk. In my heart, yes, I am. Sonny, you're not in a funk. In actuality, God is breaking you into a new level. And every time God breaks us into a new level, he always breaks us into it 
through it. In reality, Sonny, God is breaking into a new level. And you're going to walk in a higher level of anointing. You're going to walk in a higher level of anointing over sickness. Your God is going, you're going to just walk in that higher, higher level. And, of course, I received it. But my feelings didn't. I saw in my head. Wanted to believe it. But my feelings felt the opposite. But one thing good about sonship is when you train yourself to submit to your spiritual father, it doesn't matter how you feel. Your soul, your spirit knows how to shift even if you don't feel it. So I said, I don't feel it, but I choose to believe. The next morning I woke up, nothing, I still felt Like I was in a funk. But I just woke up and I said, God, I choose to believe and submit to the words of my spiritual father. You have broken me into a new level. The next day, same thing. Nothing. No, no excitement. I was still in emotionally. I was still in the funk. But I choose to say, God, you are breaking me into a new level. I choose to believe and submit. Day after day after day, my feelings, my emotions weren't catching up. But I, I, I refuse. I refuse to subject myself, subjugate myself to my feelings. On the seventh day, I woke up feeling depressed, discouraged, feeling funky. I said, God. I choose to believe that you are breaking me into a new level. And at that moment, this thought just crossed my mind. Past 10 years in my old level, God, I saw a lot of amazing things. I saw blind sea. I saw lame walk. I saw demon-possessed people that was levitating get set free right before my eyes. God, I've seen so much in my old level. So if that was my old level and you just broke me into my new level, what the? What am I going to see? Oh my goodness. The old level was great enough, but my new... And all of a sudden, I got so excited. What am I going to see, God? What am I going to see? And I start to daydream. Am I going to see this? Am I going to see that? Am I going to be transported from one city to another city? What Am I going to? Wow. I got so excited. And I realized when you choose to, to store the words, when you choose to store the revelations, your feelings, they have no chance. They have to catch up. You understand? So, the past, the last trip that you just saw, that was my first mission trip since God released me into my new level. So I got really excited. You know, I gathered my team. You guys, like you all know that I'm in my new level. Can you imagine what we're going to see? We were so excited. And when we got there, I keep asking God, open my eyes to see what's my new level anointing. I want to see. And you know that lady, that grandmother, when I was praying for her, nothing. 
I'm praying in Jesus' name. And she, she couldn't even stand up. Her two daughters had to carry her side by side. And I'm praying. All I see is death. New level anointing, God. New level anointing. And when God healed her, I thought, God, is this the new level? Is this the new level? God said, no. When I saw all these different miracles and amazing, unusual move of God, I said, God, is this the new level anointing? He says, no. In actuality, when I was there, I felt more restraint. Even the little things that I had freedom in my old level, I didn't have freedom. In my heart, I was restrained, restrained by God. Even the way I dressed. You know, I like to roll around with the orphans. I like to eat with them, dress like them. You know, I, I prided myself. Like when we went to uh, Vietnam, Benjamin, you know, we did this, you know, underground training together. But he stayed afterwards and he played golf. But guess what? I dressed like Vietnamese, went on a motorcycle, crossed two rivers, right? Climbed two mountains, right? And I, and I, I nobody knew, right, that I, I was from America, I, I prided myself. But then, in Indonesia, he would not let me look like them, be like them, or dress like them. Usually, I wear capris, flip-flops, t-shirt. And then, you know, after I roll around, when it's time to do a pastor's training, I just shake the dust off, and I just go teach. This time... Every day when I woke up, God restrained me, even in the way I dressed, even the way I prayed. He, I, I felt more restrained, even the way I thought, even the way I carried myself. Usually, you know, I, I, I let, you know, men with long legs sit in the front or women who get car sick sit in the front. And I'm small. You know, I'm strong, so I sit in the back, you know, surrounded by, you know, baggages. I don't mind. Yeah, I'm a leader. Yeah, I'm a pastor, but, you know, I'm a servant. So I give them the seat of honor. I've always done that, and I was okay with that. But in this trip, every time I let one of my church members, team leaders, sit there inside, oh, it just didn't feel right. Even the things that I valued, I would save money. I would tell my team, we would sleep on the floors outside. I'm not going to spend money for you to be in a hotel room. If we can't stay with the orphans, we'll get a tent. The things that I valued, when the pastor asked me when we went to Banda Aceh, he's like, oh, do you want a local, you know, small motel room or do you want an international hotel? Even before I could think, automatically my mouth, I heard my mouth say the international hotel. And I'm thinking, what did I just say? That's like $100 per night. I felt more restrained. 
And I thought, God, this is so weird. This is my next level. My next, what's going on? I felt restraint. But you know what was more amazing? I didn't feel bound, even for a moment. I felt more free. Did you know there's a liberating power in restraint? There's a liberating power in restraint. And I, I experienced that in this trip. The definition of restraint. The ability to control or moderate one's impulses and passions. The act of restraining. A means of or, uh, or device for restraining as a harness for the body. Holding back. Controlling. It's like you are wrapped around with the rope and somebody is controlling you. You're being restrained. In the old level, you fought that restraint. Your, your, your pastor is holding onto that rope and you want to jump this way. And, and you say, let me go. And you fight and you resist their covering. But in this new level, in this new dispensation, every time you felt, you feel the restraint, you're going to, Thanksgiving is just going to come out. You see, because when in the old level, if, if you fought the restraint and they let you go, guess what? You jump and you fall and you come back crying. They're going to have to do more inner healing and deliverance with you. But they're patient. But in this new dispensation, you're going to embrace, embrace the restraint. Because you're going to feel more, if you feel the restraint, I mean, you're going to be like, thank you, God. Because with that boundary, you could jump, you could fly, you could crawl, you could do whatever you want, and you're safe. Because that rope, that restraint will not allow you to jump to a dangerous place. You hear me? The new order of life. In this new dispensation, you will get set free through restraint. Open your hearts right now to the power of restraint. You know what I realized? Through those restraining of God, I came back feeling so free. You know what God set me free from? Poverty mindset. I tried so hard. You know, Pastor Daniels had tried so hard. My husband had tried so hard to set me free from this poverty mindset. It was hard. You know why? Because I value this poverty mindset. You want to spend $50,000 for a car that you're going to drive when you could build two orphanages? You could give up drinking Starbucks and you could feed 30 orphans in Indonesia. I valued the poverty mindset. (laughs) But in the poverty mindset, the resources are limited. And so you have to somehow, somehow hold on, somehow, huh? And then, okay, none of you would admit to this, but every one of you feel this, I bet. I'm going to admit publicly someone else's blessing feels like it's going to cost me 
If somebody gave her $10,000 check, oh man, that could have been me. My best friend, we went to this church together. Someone prophesied over me. You have the gift of teaching and on and on and on. And on. I'm like, oh, thank you. On her way home, she, my best friend didn't talk to me. She was mad at me. I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong, Anna? You took my gift. I wanted the gift of teaching and you took it. What? As if there's only one gift of teaching in this world? You laugh, but deep inside, when somebody else gets called, that man, it took the chance away from you being called. Poverty mindset. God's setting you free. When I came back from Indonesia, feeling so free, I said, God, restrain me anytime. I feel so free. And we went, my friends and I, we went shopping for shoes. What I wanted was too expensive. And usually, I would buy something that I really didn't want, but that was, you know, $20, $30, right? The shoes that I wanted was $158. They were so comfortable. <laughs> and cute. But I, usually, I would buy the cheap one. But my heart, God restrained my heart. From buying the cheap one. And then I went home. And we had church on Sunday. And I told Benjamin, Benjamin, I think I need to go buy that expensive shoes. I'll take you right now, baby. And he took me right then, right after church. I went to go buy. And then I saw another pair. So I called him, can I buy two pairs? Sure, baby. All right. I paid $200 for two pairs of shoes. I've never done that. I felt more comfortable if I went to pay less. But in this new season, no way. The best. And you know what was funny? The next Sunday... Benjamin and I, we gave up our salary. We live on love offering. And that Sunday, our love offering was like $187. Which was less than what I paid for my shoes. In my old level, I would freak out. God, I thought you broke me off of poverty mindset. Then shouldn't you provide at least more than what I paid for my shoes? But I was in. My new dispensation. You know what I did when I saw the amount? $187? <laughs> I just laughed. I laughed. And then a few days later, Benjamin gets a call from this bank saying he thought we paid our car off December. And then we get a call saying, uh, you still have like a year and a half. So you're like, you have to pay $2,000 if you don't want to lose your car. At once, in my old level, I would have freaked out, had a World War III with my husband. How could you be so? But I'm a new creation. 
I just laughed. Can we pay that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I was wondering, can I hire one of the girls to come and uh, clean our uh, garage? He's like, uh, sure. I think he was shocked. I think he was expecting me to get mad at him. But then, like, I quickly changed the topic and I asked, can we spend more money? He's like, uh, sure. Do you know how freeing it feels? Do you know what it means to be free from poverty mindset? I I showed Aaron the other day. We went out for breakfast, and and I took my Starbucks car out. This is how I'm free. Aaron, I didn't get this as a gift. I bought it for myself. That's how free I am. See? In this new dispensation, the bank account balance does not tell me how I should feel. I lack nothing good. In the old level, you were influenced by the outer world, the outer situations. If somebody didn't call you back, you felt rejected. If you didn't have money to pay your bills, you felt depressed. But in this New world, this new dispensation. Your inner man governs the outer world. See, your inner man that says, I lack nothing. The inner man that has faith in God now governs. And by faith, brings down provision, favor, honor. I also have to qualify this statement for those of you. I like to spend your credit card for a lot of different things. That doesn't mean you have to be irresponsible. You understand? God set Benjamin free from something opposite. He grew up feeling like every penny he got, he had to spend. But God set him free from that. Now he saves and buys his wife whatever she wants. You know, I told you in Indonesia, God restrained me even the way I dressed. And I coming back, I realized, I realized that God was preparing me for moments, divine moments that I could not foresee. See, every day I dressed up like this. Or uh, suits, like in like 100 degrees, I wore suits. This was dressed down. One day after we did the pastor's training, I was rolling around with the orphans, and the past, one of the pastor comes back. Pastor, can you go with me right now? Where? We're going to go see the mayor. He's the number one highest man over that island right now. And we're going to you share your vision about the open-air crusade right now. Let's go. Oh, okay. I just went in the car, drove. I was dressed for the occasion. Can you imagine, like, if I walked in with shorts and T-shirts? This man walked in with such authority. All of us, Mickey and all of us, we were, like, so scared when he walked out. He's like, what do you want? I don't know. And then I realized, wait, I'm a leader. I have to say something. 
And then I said, I remember you. And he said, what? Last year when you first became a mayor, you came to the church where I was preaching. I laid my hands on you and your wife and I blessed you. And his whole countenance shit. <gasps> yes, I remember you. What can I do for you? We share the vision. And he said, that's it? Yeah. He's going to pay. He's going to provide the sound system, the chairs, the tents, the transportation. Do you know how much it would have cost us? When we did an open-air crusade in Ethiopia last year, it cost us $50,000. What did Isaiah 60 say? The riches of distant lands will belong to you. The wealth of nations will come to you. See, in your old grace, you had to pay for it on your own. In your new grace, the nations, the wealth of the nations will come. Hmm? Second Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. See, in your old level... Even though you are a new creation because you knew Jesus, your faith allowed your old self to remain. You keep resurrecting your old self over and over and over again. But in this new order, in this new dispensation, that grace ended. Hmm? You, you, the new, the DNA of the new level does not allow you to resurrect that old self ever again. Hmm? You may say, wow, that's kind of mean. If I say, I told you in this new level, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit with you, process it with you for weeks to come. You know what I'm going to say? J-S-I. Just stop it. (laughs) J-S-O. Oh, I just snap out of it. That's mean. You know what's more mean? If I let you remain in that old level and never allow you to enter into this new level anointing, new level double portion anointing. Man, if I had time, I would go through Isaiah 60 one by one to share with you your new DNA. But she gave me the time, so I can't go through all that. Skip, skip, skip. But I'll, I'll go here. I'll skip to here. Isaiah 60, 21 says, They will be the product of my labor through whom I reveal my splendor. Did you know? You the display of God's splendor. It's you. It's you. You are. Well, how do I display God's splendor? Teach me. Time is running out. You only have 20 minutes, Pastor. How do I display? By walking in your inheritance. You've been taught more than any other church I know about inheritance and sonship. But in this new level, God is requiring A next level sonship. Hmm? Inheritance is something that you receive that you did not pay for. If you pay for it, it's not inheritance. Someone else paid the price for it. 
when Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron are most anointed, you know, you, you see them, right? And you could tell when the anointing of God came down, like their facial expressions changed, their voice, right? They sound more powerful. That moment, the sealing of their anointing, if you are a true son, it becomes your ground level. It becomes your starting level. See, in the old level, you looked up to them and said, one day when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Far. I'm far from it. But that's my inheritance. You looked at your inheritance from far. That's where I'm going. That's where I want to go. It ends here. In this new dispensation, your starting point is their highest ceiling. But you don't wait. You walk in it now. You don't pay the price for it. They already paid for it. Hmm? You see, Alethea doesn't have to pay the price to know her value as a girl. See, her mother did. Her mother was rejected for being a girl. But guess what? I pay the price to know the value of who I am as a girl in the kingdom of God. So my Alethea gets it for free. Alethea doesn't have to pay the price to know that she is not rejected, that she has been accepted by God just for who you are. Her daddy already paid the price for that. That's your inheritance. You see, sonship. You cannot walk in your inheritance unless you're a son. Only sons are heirs, right? God's promise for you and me. Your next level anointing, your, your next level dispensation. That's for you to walk in your destiny. Walk in your double portion anointing now. When I asked God back in Indonesia, oh, I want to see, open my eyes to see what, you know, my next level anointing. Is this healing? Is this breakthrough? Is this this? And God would say, nope, 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 nope. Okay, God, then what is it? He said. Your next level anointing isn't for you to walk in a greater authority. Your next level anointing is for you to see and activate and empower your sons and daughters to walk in that double portion anointing. Hmm? See, in the old level, you waited. You waited. One day I will. In this new level, waiting stops. I told you about that grandmother that God healed. We prayed 20, 30 minutes, nothing. And the presence of God was there. People were getting, getting slain in the Holy Spirit, left and right. But no healing was manifesting. I'm thinking, God, what's going on? Where is the next level anointing? And I heard God's voice. That said, Sonny. As I'm praying for this grandmother, that moment that you saw on that video, God said, Sonny, if you're going to wait, you're going to wait forever. Uh, uh, huh? If you're going to wait, you're going to wait forever. I took the mic and I told them what God said. No more waiting, guys. Old level was a season of waiting. Your new level, no 
more waiting. And I told everyone, if you're going to wait, you're going to wait forever for your healing. Come on, if you could walk, walk. If you could move your arms, start moving your arms. Come on, if you couldn't see, open your eyes. Blink or something. Do something that you couldn't do. And all of a sudden, the manifestation of healing was just just being released everywhere in that sanctuary. So you don't have to wait. Did you hear me? The waiting season has ended. Girlfriends, you don't have to wait until you meet that right guy to walk in your destinies. You don't have to wait until you get that financial breakthrough that you've been crying out for to walk in this next level. Hmm? No more. Everybody say, no more waiting. You live your life to the fullest now. You understand? Now, there's a key to walking in your double portion inheritance. Everybody say, honor. Honor. See, Exodus chapter 20, verse 24 says, Wherever I cause my name to be honored, I will come and bless you. You see, God loves the culture of honor. And God is calling you and I to go to the next level of honor. Hmm? Did you know in Isaiah 60, God mentions honor four times. Honor comes with intimacy. Honor removes obligation. Once you do things out of obligation, you just removed intimacy. You see, stewarding honor is the key. How do you steward the honor? When your pastor says you're free, you're free. Even when you don't feel like it, you got to store that word and say, I am free. When your pastor says, you're strong, and no matter how weak you feel, you store that word. I am strong. Hmm? Let me end with this. When we were in Indonesia, Mickey called out this young man and said, you, are, you lived all your life with fear. You are afraid of every little thing, but God calls you tonight courageous that is your new name and then we prayed and and then we left and then a few days later we heard the testimony that that man grew all grew up with fear that he as a grown man couldn't even go to the bathroom by himself that he would have to bribe his friends to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night but after he received that word he stewarded that word. He went to the bathroom by himself. When, when the teacher told him to walk down the hill, hill with him and he has to walk up by himself, there's no street light. It's scary. It's scary. You have to climb up and down without any light. He said, no problem, because my name is Courageous. When you receive your identity as a son, when your pastor's Give, give you those words of encouragement. You steward it by holding on to it and not letting go no matter what. You see, because when you let it go, you have just despised their hearts. You think, oh, I'm just, it's, it's not you. I honor you. I'm just weak. No. God is calling you and I to the next level of honor. The old has gone. Do you believe that? The old has gone. I want you to stand up right now.
right now inside of you, in your mind, in your heart. There's some old level things. There's some old level thinking patterns inside of you. You lived all your life with certain way of thinking. God wants to break you off of that right now. Hmm? God, right now, not later, not tonight, not next day, right at this moment, God wants to break off every old level ways, every old level thinking patterns off of you right now. But you got to believe it. You got to believe it with me. Hmm? You will enter into your new level and you will walk in your new dispensation. The old has gone. The new has come. From this moment on, I declare that every one of you, you will be who God says who you are. You will be what your pastor says who you are. Not what your feelings say. Not what your past say. Not what your situations say. Only what God says. Only what your spiritual coverings say. Hmm? Lift your hands right now. Today, I call you strong. Sons and daughters of uh, New Philly. Sons and daughters of God. Today, I call you strong. Today, I call you mighty. Today, I call you accepted. Today, I call you excellent. Today, I call you beloved. You are loved. See, God chose you. To display his splendor. He is going to display his splendor in and through you. Hmm? Open your hearts. Because surely the, the heaven gate is open towards you. Open your hearts to this new dispensation. It's time for you to shake off. Shake it off. Shake it off today. Shake off those old DNAs. Where you feel like something is wrong. Even when nothing is wrong. You've lived with this this feeling that something is wrong. Or something is going to go wrong. God wants to break you off of that lie, that deception today. Old self, get out right now. Old level ways, get out right now. Old mindset, get out right now. Depression, get out right now. Rejection, get out right now in Jesus' name. Old mindset of of comparing yourself with others, get out right now. Insecurities, get out right now. Once and for all, in Jesus' name. Identity confusion, get out. It stops today. It stops right now. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. 
And you're going to walk. You're going to walk in your kingdom identity. Come on, open your hearts. Receive that new grace right now. Receive that new grace. Some of you, you have to run. You have to run to the altar right now. And you got to lay down. You got to lay down those old level ways. You got to lay down those old identities. And you're going to get up. And you're going to get up with your new identity. You're going to get up. I believe God wants to just, just release Release the new DNA of your new level. Are you ready? Are you ready to do it? You got to be serious, guys. It's not about just momentary thing. It's not about, oh, you feel good right now. Yeah, I think I could do this. No, it's about now and forever. Whatever you bring up here, you leave it behind forever. The old has gone forever. The new has come. Hmm? Let me challenge you. You ready for that? That means you have to be willing to be restrained. And you got to love being restrained. Because it's going to set you free. You understand? That means you're not going to fight your covering. Even in your heart. You're, gonna, you're not going to resist it anymore. No longer. You're going to lay down that resistance down once and for all. And you're going to submit. And you're going to embrace. Hmm? In your old level, you embrace sonship for what you could get out of. But in this new level, you're going to go to another level of sonship and you're going to embrace sonship to honor, not for what you could get out of, to honor the very man, the very woman that God has placed over your life. Hmm? Who's ready? Who's ready? If you're ready, come stand before me. You're ready? You see, you can't, you can't, you can't leave this altar saying, well, we'll see. You understand? It changes. It stays here forever. You are not going to pick it up. And then two days later, compare yourself to another brother. You're not going to, in one week later, be insecure. You're not going to freak out about your finances. You're not going to question God's love because you feel alone. You understand? It stops here. You're going to leave behind your old level ways, old level thinkings. Father, right now, God, as your sons and daughters are ready, ready, God, catapult them today, God, to that next level anointing, that double portion anointing, God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Right now, receive it right now. God, I thank you right now. Your anointing, your presence is here, God, to shake up, to cut out, God, the old level thinking right now. The anointing of God is upon you right now, upon your mind right now. And God is removing that old level ways right now in Jesus' name.